0: and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello, and welcome to The Schism. Today, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam. Hello, everyone. And we're gonna be carrying on from our Germ Games episode and talking about the latest health scandals new disease outbreaks that the mainstream media has been trying to scare us with, and they keep on coming. Now, in the previous episode, we spoke about monkeypox, SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome, Ramsey Hunt, all kinds of things, but there's also been a few other diseases that seem to have sprung up out of nowhere. And at this point, kind of feels like it's an X-Factor-style competition for which is going to prove itself to be the Pandemic 2. Did it impress the judges? Yeah, Bill Gates would definitely be on the panel. Yeah, sat between Louis and Simon. Well, I've kind of see Bill Gates as being like the Simon, if he can get his trousers up that high. <laughs> Probably be worse than even the original. Who's going to get it? going to be Monkey SADS, Marburg, Polio in the water supply. All coming up on Disease X. (laughs) Now, in the last episode, we talked about SADS, the umbrella term used for sudden and unexpected deaths, mainly in young people that seem to be skyrocketing and leaving doctors baffled but there's some more headlines from across the world of some of the most ridiculous reasons concocted to further explain the massive rise in heart attacks and strokes and things like this since the rollout of the Jimmy Jab. And I've got a few here. These are just insane. The first one's from the Express. Heart attack. Does skipping breakfast increase your risk? I mean, that's a first. How many times have I skipped breakfast in my life and, what, I could be down for a heart attack just because I didn't have my oatmeal in the morning? I oh, know. And then from the Sunday Times, rising heart attacks attributed to pandemic stress and a poor diet. And the picture is actually uh, a fried egg and some bacon. So skipping breakfast will increase your risk, but also eating <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> that's what You we, can't win! That's what we have for breakfast. <laughs> Better go get my coronaries checked. Another one from the Daily Mail. Do you live under a flight path? You may be at risk of a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Study finds rates are 70% higher in noisiest areas. So noise is going to give you a heart attack now. Here's, Here's another one from the Times. Lonely older women at greater risk of heart attack, study shows. They're kind of covering all bases here, like, Your blokes that skip breakfast and just go straight to work. Your blokes that love a full English fry-up. But then, like, lonely older women as well. I know, I just thought we'd cover that base. One from the Irish Times. Physical activity may increase heart attack. (laughs) So people that are healthy. (laughs) Runners. People at the gym. From the Guardian. Hotter nights increase risk of death from heart disease... For men in early 60s. Hotter nights? Define hotter nights. What is, what, is that getting to sleep with your missus one night or a prostitute the next? <laughs> that could be defined as a hotter night. Or are we, are we talking temperature? Because We're talking temperature. Well then why don't we just turn the temperature down in the fucking house? I'm expecting the next one to say like, oh, having a fan on. Keeping a fan on all night will give you a heart attack. <laughs> hotter nights could give you one, keeping the fan on does. I can't eat breakfast, but if I skip it I get one these are all from like the last year or so these are just coming out in all these newspapers everything suddenly gives you heart attacks and strokes everything except the backs yes of course not that (laughs) definitely not that one from the sun green fingers urgent warning to gardeners as soil increases risk of killer heart disease do your gardening just having a heart attack just touching the earth All things people would have been doing during like lockdowns as well. Like, I have to stop doing the gardening now. Yeah, this is one from the man online expert warns that shoveling snow can be a deadly way to discover underlying cardiovascular conditions, as straining the heart with physical activity could cause sudden death. Well, just as well, we don't get a lot of snow in this country, not the snappiest headline that one either. (laughs) But yeah, doing the gardening or shoveling snow can also give you a heart attack. One from the New York Post, the little known heart attack that's striking fit and healthy women as young as 22. So they're trying to make out that there's like a new heart attack on the block that's only affecting young healthy people. The last one here, again from the New York Post, falling asleep with a TV on could bring early death. Study fights. Falling asleep with a TV on. They're covering literally everything. everything. Yeah. You're fit and healthy, that can cause it. You're fucking lazy, that can cause it. You like falling asleep with a TV on, how about doing gardening? Turns out... You know, <laughs> What's your pleasure? You know, you still get one for putting on the radio on, so, you know, even if you don't listen to TV at night, radio is still going to fucking give you one, so... Chronic masturbation doesn't, though, so safe there. Oh, thank God for that. It does kind of make you die, though, doesn't it? Like, you're allowed to blame the increasing heart attacks and sudden deaths on everything from gardening to falling asleep with the TV on, to eating breakfast, skipping breakfast and God knows what else. But you're not allowed to blame it on the vax or even bring up the vaxes as a possible factor, X factor in why people are dropping down. especially as we've been constantly told how many people have had the vaxes. And it's like there's one common denominator here that you've all just left out. Yeah. What's the common thread between these gardeners, TV layabouts? (laughs) People that eat breakfast, people (laughs) that skip breakfast. What have they all got in common? Hang hey, on, did they have the uh, mRNA jab? Oh. Uh... And COVID has had a resurgence, apparently, and the fear-baiting headlines are back again for what papers like The Independent is calling a fifth wave of COVID. Well, we said we didn't even know when the second, third or fourth wave had been... Kind of lost track now. It's like the same with the injections themselves. I mean, they're talking... We get to later, they're talking about a fourth and fifth booster now. I mean it's the same as like the waves of COVID. We're on the fifth wave now. It's like I've lost count. I switched off and lost the interest a long time ago. Yeah. Fifth yeah. wave. You lost it the first wave. It's a bit like iPhones as well. Oh do you know the new iPhone 14's coming out? It's like I don't give a shit. What does it do? It calls people Then it's still just a phone. Yeah, it gives you cancer. It's just the same as the other iPhone (laughs) models then. Yeah, but this one gives it to you quicker. (laughs) Yeah, you've got 5G and everything. So the Independent is telling us that the NHS are going to enforce mask wearing as COVID hospital infections rise 100%. NHS trusts in the Midlands report almost 100% increase in patients catching COVID in hospital. So this is patients uh, going to the hospital mm-hmm. for anything that you can think you might be at a hospital for and then getting tested for COVID whilst they're there. Yeah. We just test you for COVID, sir. Oh, turns out you've got COVID. So we we'll actually put you down as another case, even though you're here with a broken arm. Or... Oh, what? I feel fine. I'll remember, asymptomatic COVID. Yeah. You may not realise you have it. Yeah, Boom. that's the key bit in that sentence, catching COVID in hospital. And like we spoke about in the previous episode when we were talking about SADS and people dying in their sleep, getting carried out of their homes, young people, old people, that has never happened with COVID. It's always been in hospital. Yep. People haven't been dying in their sleep. They haven't been getting carried out of their homes. You haven't. You think you would have heard stories like Ethel, 80 years old, died in her home and wasn't found for three weeks because of COVID. You've never heard one horror story like this and no. you know they would love to tell you. Well, it was the whole joke, wasn't it? They go into the hospital to be used on a fake test that doesn't test for it gets told that they got something and need to be put on a respirator that they didn't need to be put on, which in turn could give them, you know, an immune disease or illness and obviously being on a ventilator. Or, Or kill them. Or kill them. I mean, the first manufactured wave, certainly in Great Britain, was old people being taken out of care homes where they had good care, being put in hospitals Either given a concoction of midazanam and morphine and killed off, or like, as you rightly said, put on a ventilator when they didn't need to be. and get in, Getting get pneumonia or something from that, yeah. It's going to wipe you out too. So the NHS are going to enforce mask wearing again amid this huge increase in COVID infections. Cases one, 100% increase, two cases. Yeah. Staff and patients and visitors will be asked to wear masks again. And I'm guessing they're going to want to push the same kind of restrictions as before when people are having to say their goodbyes through, yeah. the, through the glass and kissing their loved ones through through the doors. Oh, I'll see you soon. You're not allowed in because of all the restrictions. It won't just stop at masks, will it? It will be the socially distancing, the limited visiting hours. And you can't believe that, you know, after all this time, they're on the fifth wave of COVID saying that all oh, the restrictions are going to have to come back in again. All right, what, will it, will it breach outside of the hospitals and we'll have to be... Wearing masks in supermarkets again. That's what happened last time. As soon as it gets out of the hospitals, it's got to be supermarkets, cinemas, restaurants, you know, getting up to go to the toilet and then putting one back on when you went to the toilet or didn't go to, <laughs> to, go to the toilet. God knows The you, rules just were so stupid. You put one on before your arse cheek hit the seat or make sure you put it on before your arse cheek hits the seat because of toilet COVID. You don't have to wear one if you're eating a substantial meal or you're sitting down because COVID can tell whether you're standing up or It's just absolutely balmy. Are people going to do all that mad stuff again? I I didn't do it first time around, so I know I won't, but I hope hope everyone's (laughs) learned learned a lesson there. But luckily there's an answer, which is, surprise, surprise, more jabs. (laughs) It didn't work the first time or the second or the third, but we're going to give you a fourth one and a fifth one. I mean, what's the Einstein quote? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Fourth and fifth boosters. Are you insane? Especially if those people are having those boosters are still getting COVID. Which they are. They're the people that are getting it. Cause they're the ones <laughs> testing and they're the ones getting ill. It's always the same, the people that are like, oh got COVID again. They're always the ones that have got like double, triple, quadruple boosted. It's just absolutely crazy. But now they're calling it the turbo boost. In the Sun newspaper it says turbo boost, millions to get fourth and fifth COVID jabs by autumn, as all restrictions are scrapped. Do you think like that's why people are getting them? They're like, the restrictions are scrapped now, like you've got to stay safe, stay protected. This is like the Ferrari of all, t- all boosted engines. Turbo boost. Turbo boost, jab. They're going to run out of things. It kind of reminds me of Street Fighter, you know? It's like Street Fighter Ultra, Street Fighter Turbo, Street Fighter... Special Edition. Yeah, so, yeah. Special Edition Turbo. Ultra. Ultra, <laughs> Mega. It's like, where will it end? Where will it end? <laughs> to me, it's like wearing four or five condoms. Like, if, if one works, you just wear one. You don't need another condom over the top of it and then a third one, then a booster, then a, a turbo booster, like all wearing five seatbelts. Because <laughs> a lot of people that were getting the jabs, that was like their go to thing, wasn't it? Like my friend's girlfriend said it once, like, well, do you, you haven't got a jab, but do you wear a seatbelt when you're in a car? It's like, well, I certainly don't wear five seatbelts. So it says here, millions of Brits are set to get fourth and fifth COVID jabs by autumn. Under plans being drawn up to keep the UK primed for any new variants, many more people could have another one or two shots this year. This year alone. What for? Why? Why? What are you it. doing? The photo they have of like this grey curly haired old woman. It's got, she's got her arm, uh, her sleeve rolled up and she's getting jabbed. Mask on, of course. Mask on and she's got a, a t-shirt on with Coca-Cola on it. I think you should cut down your sugar love. I know. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. The PM hailed Britain's bumper vaccine rollout as crucial to failing cases and the key to freedom. Wow. The key to freedom. You said it, mate. You're literally a slave. You want the key? Get another booster. You want to get out around the park with your friends and your dog walkers? You want to go out? Get another booster. Yesterday, health chiefs confirmed vulnerable Brits will get another booster in spring, with around six months having passed since their last top-up. Now, at the start, when we said it will be like the flu jab, every year or maybe even every six months or a few months, you'll have to get another one and another one, another top up. It won't end. They're telling you you're going to be fully vaccinated with two. Now they're moving the goalposts and saying you've got to have the booster. Before you know it, it will be jab number four, jab number five. When I was saying this to people, they were looking at me like I was insane. Yeah, or like, oh, I'd never get another booster. I'll I'll stop right here. And you're sort of like, well, that's irrelevant now because you've got the same vaccination status as I have, which is not fully vaccinated. You're never fully vaxxed. Because even after your fourth and fifth one, they're admitting here with around six months having passed since their last top up. Look at the language that they're using. Top up like your phone card. Exactly like a phone. Come to your local supermarket and get your orange top up card. Yeah, and then you suddenly, then it suddenly makes sense. Oh, that's why people like Robert Malone, one of the inventors of mRNA, was calling this an operating system. Because mm-hmm. you do just top it up like you update a phone, and you are going to have to need to keep getting this every six months. I remember seeing some billboard campaigns where they had little kind of Duracell battery like energy bars, yeah. and it said "Get your booster," and it and it had some kind of tagline saying you need to get it topped up like a like a phone, like charging your phone. Think of it as charging your phone. Think of that compromised immune system now that every six months so possibly a uh, year has to keep going back into like the body shop. Oh, you're you nearly, oh, you, you were close, you were real close. I mean, you only had a few days left of your last booster. You know, who's to say your immune system was about to crumble in 48 hours yeah. if you hadn't got this vaccine? Because let's compare it to phones again. What happens if you don't get the newest update for your iPhone? Your phone stops working. That's true. Well, the apps, all the apps um, require updates, don't they? Yeah, we all do it. Like, put put off, it will say, oh, you need to get your thing. you got to, oh, I'll update it later. But it gets to a point where you're like my bloody phone don't work now, you have to do it. Well, that's no different to this. No. You're going to be dependent on these things. Your immune system is literally going to be dependent on you keeping getting these top-ups, top, top ups, or just like your phone, you won't work. <laughs> you'll You'll have no signal in your brain. <laughs> Experts were quick to make reassurances. This offer is not in response to any looming danger or concerns for people's safety. So it's not it's not because there's like a new strain on the block or keep saying on the block. That's my new, new thing, obviously. On the block. It is instead to get ahead of any waning immunity and ensure those who could be most at risk remain fully protected. They're waning immunity. So what? You out. know, you're not basically telling us that these didn't really work. They run out. They ran out very quickly. There, wasn't a, there was a time limit on this. This was only going to last, protect you. This was only going to yeah. protect you for X amount of time and you needed another one. You need to remain fully protected. And what's protected? against something that apparently you can still catch as well. Even Boris blurted out, whether he meant to or not, the fact that, well, it won't stop you spreading COVID. It won't stop you from contracting COVID. It will just lessen the symptoms, right? Doesn't so why do you keep needing to get them every six months? Six months to make sure your immunity doesn't run out. When we know that these don't make you immune. Yeah. You need to keep getting them because your your immune system is completely de- going to be completely dependent on them. Yeah, it's going to be like a smackhead looking for its next Moderna fix. <laughs> Keeping up with boosters is the best way to stay protected from catching and spreading the virus and ward off any new variants. As Boris Johnson ripped up COVID restrictions yesterday, the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation revealed who will be offered another shot in a few weeks. <laughs> another shot. I don't make it sound like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Who's going to get offered the next shot? Who's going to be one of the lucky ones? Brits over 75 years old. Care home residents and people over 12 who are immunosuppressed can get a booster in a few weeks, as long as it's been six months since their last shot. I just can't wait, June, for my next booster. I know it's a few days yet, but I just want it now. God, yeah. And they're obviously saying, well, these are the most vulnerable people, people over 75 years old, people that have got suppressed immune responses. But these are the people that they want to watch. Yeah, they don't want... The useless eaters. Eaters the people that have these illnesses that they don't want them part of the future collective. They're like, oh, they're, they're a drain on the system. We don't need all these old people. Let's just wipe them out. Let's scare them the most, tell them they're vulnerable and give them so many of these things that... They're going to end up looking like Pinhead from Hellraiser. They're going to be like a human pincushion, the amount of jabs sticking out of them. I came for your souls. It says, depending on what at-risk group they are in, this would be their fourth or fifth vaccine. They will be offered a choice of Moderna or Pfizer COVID jabs. It's like Sophie's Choice all over again. Health chiefs also anticipate that, like flu, next winter could bring another wave of COVID challenges, with plans for an autumn vaccination programme likely to be drawn up. This means the same group getting another jab in the spring will probably be invited back for one more in the autumn. But it's not just the old and the vulnerable that they're going for. We all know that they're now starting to inject 5 to 11 year olds in the UK and there's a big push all over the world to jab up kids. And we've spoke previously about the dramatic rise in things like heart attacks and strokes in young people, blood clots and SADs and people dying in their sleep and all sorts. But... We always said it was going to be way more difficult to cover up deaths in children than it would be in the elderly or even middle-aged people. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why the manufactured first wave, you know, that was, that was with the elderly, because that was just easy to explain away, but... They're really having to pick up some pretty crazy ideas for diseases it, yeah, right. like sads to convince us of young people dying yeah, healthy and, young people and running TV campaigns, campaigns on the side of buses and billboards telling us, oh yeah, heart attacks and strokes are now normal in young people it's it's just mental it, it literally is insane. but um don't don't worry so much about the blood clots in in your little ones because now the FDA. Have approved their first oral blood thinning medication for children ahead of the rollout for ages 5 to 11. How about just not get your kid vaccinated and then it doesn't need the blood thinning medication because all the clots are going to be joining yeah, right. together in its system? I mean, that's ridiculous. Never needed this for children before, but now it's suddenly a necessity. It's almost like they knew. Yeah. And they do know. And, oh, yeah, they, they, they do. They do know. They know that this is going to be giving kids blood clots. So they come up with this oral blood-thinning medication, just in time for the rollout of the jabs to 5 to 11-year-olds. And by the way, this is a jab against something that was apparently a cold. Most like of the most, sniffles. In fact, most children have actually a lot better their immune systems than adults. But uh, it it kind of sums up modern medicine for me. It's like we're going to subscribe you this so-called medicine to master symptoms of the problem that we created by giving you this other medicine you didn't really need in the first place. Like... It's so twisted and, yeah, the idea of these poor kids getting japped up with this toxic shite and then having to take medication probably for the rest of their life to counteract the injuries that they well, sustain. And their children, I mean, they're still growing and developing. I mean, we have no idea what those children are going to be like when they're, say, teenagers, young adults, older adults, you know. The problems, that they're the health problems they're going to have. I mean, I thought my body was falling apart in my late thirties, mate. You know what I mean? And the old creak the <laughs> here in the neck, the little wrinkle on the forehead. What is so twisted as well is that kids are being told, like, again, there's advertising campaigns telling children, like, be a superhero, go yeah. out and get the COVID jab. Brainwashing the kids, isn't it? Yeah, brainwashing the kids into thinking that not just you're really brave. Here's a lollipop. Like when you go to the doctors or the dentist or something. I don't know if they hand out lollipops at the dentist? Actually, do they? No. the worst thing you can give for your teeth, if they do. But it's more extreme than that. They're telling kids, you can be a superhero. You can lead the way. Be the bright, burning spark ahead of everyone in your class. Be the first in line to get your booster. Then you can go and show all your mates. And there's there's even been a recent clip that surfaced about Elmo on Sesame Street getting vaccinated. Oh, it's straight out of the vaults of brainwashing (laughs) superior. Yeah, you can hardly believe it's even real. Like, Elmo's got a little bandage on his arm, and wh- who I'm guessing is El- Elmo's dad. Yeah. He's like, I was worried about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Like, first he's talking to Elmo, you were a very brave boy today, Elmo, and he's like, yeah, I got the COVID vaccine. And he's like, now you've got a bandage, just yeah, like daddy. put the little plaster on guys Both got a little plaster on God, little plaster in their arm. And then he kind of, Elmo's dad turns to the camera like, I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? (laughs) And then he's like, I spoke to my pediatrician. He gave me all the answers I needed. I found out that Elmo getting vaccinated was the safest thing to do and the best way to keep him healthy and all his family, friends, and neighbors healthy, too. Keep it protected and, what is it, to allow everyone to... And, And allow everyone to enjoy the things they love. It's like the most disgusting, like dystopian propaganda imaginable because it's these puppets aimed at children but really talking to the parents. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, the kids aren't weighing up the pros and cons and, you know, speaking to a paediatrician and uh, oh, a lot of questions about the COVID Yeah, vaccine. little Timmy, four and a half years old, walks out of nursery to this local pediatrician's office and little Timmy's like... Skinless me, could you tell me about the COVID vaccine? Yeah, uh, I need to look at the Pfizer clinical trial detail first and see about the adverse effects to the vaccines, no, the kid, the five to 11 year olds, I just getting dragged by the parents like, right, we're going to the doctors today, you've uh, got to get a jab. They get no saying it. So yeah. when like, Elmo's dad turns to the screen like, I had a lot of questions about the COVID vaccine. It's like the swirly eyes. He's talking to the parents. <laughs> He's talking to the parents that are watching that show and at the same time brainwashing the kids like... Well, Elmo got it. If Elmo got it, then I should get it. I want to be a brave boy like Elmo. You want to be like Elmo, don't you? You want to carry on doing the things you love. You wouldn't not want to get it, and we take those freedoms away. You you wouldn't want to harm your, your dear old papa and baby David, would you? You want to be a good boy like Elmo and get the COVID vaccine. It's safe and effective. Just... Look at Elmo. Why, he's as right as rain. He's a puppet. Okay. Don't forget to wear a mask now. <laughs> Today's letter was C for COVID and B for vaccine. Well, the, Why the hell are they talking about this sort of shit on a kid's show? Well, the fact that, like you said, it was they went straight in the deep end. COVID vaccination. They even say it out loud. Not the vaccinations that you get. Many illnesses when you're young. Probably. Yeah, it could be like, Elmo gets vaccinated. Oh, you shouldn't be scared of a needle. Like it's straight in with like the COVID vaccine. That's specific, like zooming right in on it. Of course, because they've changed the definition of vaccine now to include mRNA, so. Yeah, they technically they well, can't be c- telling you that on sesame. Street. But they can call it a vaccine now, so. The Pfizer clinical data has just been released and there is a hundred and fifty eight <laughs> thousand <catarious> adverse health <laughs> effects. Including B for blood clots, M for (laughs) my B for Bell Palsy, and our special letter S for strokes and heart attacks. (laughs) That's all for today. Elmo? (laughs) Elmo? (laughs) Flatline. Elmo! He's flatlining! (laughs) Someone get the defib! Turn the damn cameras off! But it's not just the damning... Pfizer clinical trial data that's come out with all these crazy adverse effects from heart attacks and strokes and all the rest of it there's now been a new medical research that's been done that's actually proven that yes RNA messenger RNA does affect DNA that has now been proven yeah, Dr. Olden over at the University of Lund, which is Malmö, Sweden, um, just released a paper saying how the mRNA travelling cells, as you've been injected this stuff, does actually affect your DNA. You can actually change your DNA sequences, which was previously, I mean, we all said this, didn't we? We thought, well, it looks like on the evidence of what mRNA is, even though we're not doctors and we know nothing about it, but just listening to how Robert Malone described it, you thought, well... It sounds like it would change the DNA, but it's it's still not really proven. Well, now it is proven. And Dr Peter McCullough is on a panel show talking about this. And they raised like an interesting point. There could even be room for another type of legal case here, because if they're discriminating against people that haven't had these jabs, they're kind of discriminating people based on their DNA yeah. which is obviously completely illegal unlawful and morally and ethically corrupt so it's interesting if this is really changing people's DNA you know what what does that mean for your human rights we were we were talking earlier about this idea of like seeds like say like a a, a giant like um like a farming giant like Monsanto or something they can actually own GMO seeds, genetically modified seeds. And there's been cases where they've even sued a nearby farmer that they found their seeds in their yeah. field of crops and said, "Right, you don't actually own the pa- the patents to these seeds. These are Monsanto GMO seeds. We're going to sue you for having them in your soil." And you would think, "Well, how can you own a seed?" But it's not it's not the same seed that nature created. They no. they've gone in there and tinkered Tinker with, with it. it. Yeah, and they... now it and now they own it. No, it's not just a seed. It's a, a Monsanto GMO seed. Well. what What if you're not just a human? You're you're not just a biological human anymore. You're a synthetic biological human. You're a Pfizer or Moderna, painted, GMO human. Where do your human rights go? And who who owns owns you? you? The things you own, own you. And And what if you're Kids have got it. Are they your kids anymore? Are they your property, or are they the property of the corporation? Well, like, like you said before, these boosters were just a more cause and effect. You know, after how many booster shots of your AstraZeneca or of your Moderna, do you at one point stop becoming? Human, biological, and you're actually more synthetic human. Well, your muse isn't synthet- synthetic. Yeah, you're like a hybrid. So you're not just just like the seed that we're talking about. It's not just a seed. It's a genetically modified seed. It's something new, something that is like ownable. You you can have a patent on this thing. It's that you if you've gone you tinkered around with this thing on a molecular DNA kind of level. Like you you have you've made something entirely new. Well, what does that mean for humans? What does that mean for for Elmo? Don't worry, Elmo. You're just beginning your DNA change, and that will mean you don't have any human rights anymore. But you're just a puppet anyway, and you don't have any rights to start with. And by the way, our inherent regime that gets passed down through every family, that's going to be blue next year. People have talked about this for years when it comes to GM crops and stuff. You made that point before. We always try to steer away from, you know, genetically modified food. We try to eat less of it. But how do you feel about being a genetically modified human? People don't even like eating GM foods, you're right. But who in their right mind would volunteer themselves to be a genetically modified human? If that's what people thought they were entering into a trial to become a genetically modified human, how many people that just went out and got these jabs would have said, no way, I'm not doing that? Well, especially when it comes to the human rights issue. What happens when now becoming a synthetic human, you've actually forfeited your human rights? Yeah, and you are like a product. Mm. You don't have a natural immune system anymore. That's an operating system that we own because we installed it inside you. And you agreed. By getting the jabs, that was like signing a contract. Yeah, in fact, well, you know this already because you actually do your next booster in about two and a half months. Yeah. We've, we've got number six lined already. In fact, there was nano ligature within the vaccine, which was actually a contract. You didn't know because it was nano size, but yeah. it's actually inside you. So by, by agreeing to this, you did sign a contract. But look, I never signed this. Ah uh, technically your blood cells signed it in your blood in your <laughs> yeah, bloodstream? Right. Yeah, they signed it. There was another crazy COVID-related story as well that you actually brought to my attention about um, China. China! And it was to do with Hong Kong that has now announced that they're going to electronically tag COVID patients as it adopts China's health code system. So these are people that have... Almost like when you go to prison and you have, like, an ankle tag on. Yeah, you go on um, electronic surveillance. Yeah, people, like those in, you know, home isolation, like what people had over here. Like, oh, I've got to isolate, you know, self-isolate. Yeah, well, these people are literally wearing, they're forced to wear a bracelet, tracking their movements, just like if you're on house arrest. Yeah. Like a prisoner. I mean, you could argue, oh, well, what's... What's the difference between that and, say, your phone, your GPS? And I was like, um, well, the fact is this is to do with an invisible virus that has now been governed by what looks like a prison system-like sort of tool. You've done nothing wrong. You've done. you've got a bracelet. You've got to wear a bracelet now. Say whether you've been infected or not. Look at this ar- thing as well. There's like a picture of it. It's, it's pretty meaty. Oh, it's it's the like wor- ar- it's the around worst. this woman's arm, a uh, hand. <laughs> it's like the worst-looking smart watch ever. It's massive. They didn't get their ideas from Apple. And, and, and it's, oh, of course, it's a QR code system. And look, it's got a, a QR sticker on it. So yeah. you have to, like, f- flash your bracelet. I mean, imagine if you had one of these things on and you were like, oh, God, I'm just going to pop out to the shop. No one will know. No, it's not going to be like now. Like, if you're self-isolating, you can cheat and you can actually, like, you yeah, can of course. just nip out or something. This would be like, beep, 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 and I'd start fucking going off. You know, like You are not permitted to this store. We will now be contacting local authorities. I mean, this is insane. Your credit score account will go down by a hundred credits. Yeah, right. So this is this is in the garden. It says Hong Kong will mandate electronic tracking bracelets for people in home isolation and bring in China style electronic health code systems as part of fresh measures to curb the spread of the coronavirus. What virus? The quarantine bracelets to be introduced on Friday will be mandatory for people who have tested positive and are quarantining at home to ensure they do not leave the building during their isolation period. Mandatory. So you have to have one of these it's things, just if you test positive. It's very like the star of David and the Jews again, isn't it? It is, yeah. Don't worry, just a little star. Yeah. All you've got to do is flash it in front of the, the officer when you're going into the shop. Just because you tested positive for a test, we know, it doesn't work and doesn't test for a virus. That has never actually been proven to exist. It says here, we have to make sure that home isolation is more precise while being humane. (laughs) Wow, that's a stiffy. Lo Chung Mao, the city's new health secretary, said announcing the new requirement on Monday, breaching a mandatory quarantine order in Hong Kong carries a fine of up to, well, in dollars, it's $3,200 and up to six months in jail. Just for breaking quarantine. That's wild. Hong Kong has previously used two types of bracelets to track people under home quarantine at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, an earlier plastic wristband with a QR code and a later one with a bulky electronic tracker. Well, this one definitely looks like the latter. Lowe did not clarify which one would be introduced on Friday. Well, there's going to be one of them. (laughs) You can bet your ass is this big bulky one. Under the health codes system, which tracks the movement of people via mobile phones, citizens will be allowed to enter public spaces if the QR code on their account is green. It's just like Squid Games, isn't it? Yeah. The code turns yellow if people have been in close contact with an infected person. Because you imagine be sitting there in the queue of your local sort of vegetable market in Hong Kong, and all of a sudden you just look down <laughs> and look <laughs> then your watch it goes yellow, and then you turn around, and, and someone wa- someone's watch is red. <gasps> well, it, yeah, exactly, and it turns red if the person has tested positive for the virus. For we'll a test that we know it doesn't work, it'd be, wow. it'd be like. Musical chairs with flashing wristwatches over in Hong Kong. Under the Hong Kong health code, arriving travellers, so if you're travelling to Hong Kong, you uh, will also be marked yellow. That's a bit unfair. Hang on. No, you're like yellow. You're like amber. Like, you could have it, you might not. Act like you've got uh, it. People with red and yellow codes will not be allowed in high-risk venues, such as hospitals and aged care facilities, and cannot engage in high-risk activities, Including taking off masks. A high-risk activity is taking off your face mask. How <laughs> about high, high-risk activity with being a sniper in Helmand province? Yeah, or doing like a bungee jump or a skydive. A high-risk activity. <laughs> but now it's just taking off a mask. <laughs> Everybody hit the deck. The new system will be rolled out in the Leave Home Safe app introduced last year at public spaces to track people's movement. So it's going to be linked to an app. How dystopian do you want to go, really? They should cross out the safe and just put never in front of the leave home. Yeah, never leave home. Human rights watchdogs have criticised China's health code system as an invasion of privacy. Well, yeah, it's a bit of an understatement. Warning that Beijing uses data collected on the system to control and restrict freedoms. Hmm, you think? Local experts warn Hong Kong's health codes and bracelets may have the unintended consequence of swaying people to not report positive test results out of fear of major disruptions to their lives. Well, definitely put me off. Fuck yeah. Who would want to be under house arrest for just testing positive? You could be asymptomatic, have nothing wrong with you. And how long as well before this shit goes from wearables like bracelets just under the skin. Yeah, like a little chip that just goes under the wrist. That is the next logical step in, in these people's eyes. Of course it will be. Although the measures may have a marginal impact on decreasing community spread, the impact that is more concerning is the impact on testing and reporting. Ben Cowling, Chair Professor of Epidemiology at the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health said, Hong Kong is reporting an average of about 2,500 cases a day, but future statistics may not fully reflect the reality of the situation. It may be in a week or two. It's lower, not because transmission has gone down, but because people are not reporting. Well, they shouldn't be reporting. If you take one of those tests and it pings, you've got nothing. So nothing to report. At the end of the day, all of the so-called cases are just people reporting, oh, I've got a positive or I've got a negative, but they're meaningless. Yeah. because the the tests don't work so it's not like any more or less people will die if people stop testing the only thing that will stop happening is you won't have the cases to report on and scare people with yeah in fact if anything it'll be beautiful doing us all a favor if if everyone stopped taking these bloody tests there wouldn't be a pandemic that's the whole point it's a case-demic and it always has been Hong Kong's new measures signal the city is unlikely to relent on its bid to quash all COVID-19 transmission. They want to get it to zero cases, even as other countries have continued to relax measures in light of higher vaccination rates as well as economic and social pressures. The reason that they're doing it out in Hong Kong is because they can get away with it there. They want to do it here yeah. in, the, in the UK and in, in, in the West if they thought they could get away with it at the moment. But they can't. No. They're going to be pushing it all the way to the max in places like China and Hong Kong because they can. Absolutely. Because the people are so oppressed, they're so used to these kind of restrictions and measures, and they're much more dependent on the state. They're just going to agree to it. They don't know any different. They used to, you know, before this current regime, they were living in like Maoist China. Like all they've ever known is tyranny and oppression. The new measures follow hopes the city may continue to ease restrictions. After the city put its COVID flight suspension mechanism on hold last Thursday, Hong Kong still remains strict travel restrictions, imposing a seven-day hotel quarantine for arrivals in line with China's zero-COVID policy, which aims to eradicate the virus in the community. Zero COVID. Wow. Imagine trying to get anything down to zero. We're going to get the flu cases down to zero, or we want zero car accidents on the road. Imagine if you told everyone, we're going to ban travelling in your cars until we get all car accidents down to zero. It's never going to happen. No, you can't account for human error, mistakes happening in life. And they're doing the same thing with climate change. We want to get it down to the carbon zero. Zero is their aim for all of these things because they know it's an unobtainable aim. It's like these forever wars that they have. They don't want any of this to end. That's why they go for something as ludicrous as zero COVID. How are you going to get zero COVID cases with a test that constantly pins positive? Yeah. (laughs) So something else that's been all over the news recently is the whole Roe versus Wade thing going on in America right now. There's been a Supreme Court ruling on abortion. And we've got a BBC article here There's women with, like, these anti-abortion signs. and There's a woman here with a mask on holding a sign up that says, Bans off my body. Yet, they've obviously enforced you to wear a mask, so... Right, yeah. And, like, the hypocrisy is just lost on these people. Like, without getting into the abortion argument ourselves, at the end of the day, we're talking about bodily autonomy. Mm -hmm. You know, you having the choice whether to have an abortion or not, is now being taken away from you, as many states in America will choose to go with these anti-abortion laws. Obviously, people are up in arms, the whole my body, my choice brigade is back with a vengeance. But where are all these people... When the COVID mandates were coming out and they were force injecting yeah. people with yeah. jabs they didn't want and taking away all their freedoms when, if they didn't go along. With it. When your children were going into school and there were jab centres inside the school and they could choose whether to get an injection that could possibly unravel their DNA strands later in life. So it's not, you know, they're, they're saying it's informed consent, but not really because they don't know anything about this no. technology and they certainly don't know the risks of it. And that's children. I mean, most, adults, most adults don't as well. Let's let's be, be honest about it. How, how many people can really say that they have truly informed consent when they're not informed, even if they think they are? Now, the US Supreme Court has opened the door for individual states to ban or severely restrict the ability for pregnant women to get abortions. These protests have been going on where you actually have to have a jab or a COVID pass to get into the protest. I mean, did you imagine that at the London protests, the Freedom Marches? <laughs> but that's stop how's... right there. Sorry, before you join this Freedom March, can we just check your papers, please? But that's how silly it is. And like before anyone starts saying, well, you're putting others at risk, we know from what we said earlier that it only is supposed to lessen symptoms. It doesn't stop the transmission of this. Exactly. So wearing a mask or getting the jab, it's only about you and your health. Well, since when has that been anyone else's business or anyone else's concern, including the government? Like you said, there are going to be those cases, I mean, they're they're probably the rarer ones, of women who will be having a child through rape. And some of those women will have that choice taken away from them, whether they want to get that abortion or not. I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree. I'm saying the person who's affected by this event will not, have that choice to make themselves it will be taken out of their hands and it's just the same for all the nonsense we have in the covid area you know you could be a perfectly healthy young person no, you know i've never got a cold i've never been sick i'm at the peak of my powers in terms of what i eat and how i exercise and then they're like no that doesn't matter you need to get one of these vaccinations i get over a cold in two days doesn't matter you need to get one of these And this thing about lessening your own symptoms, I mean, that's impossible to quantify anyway. Like, unless you have a Rick and Morty-style portal gun and you can travel to different dimensions and compare and contrast how you (laughs) felt with a cold or the flu or COVID... Before or after the vaccine, yeah, like You can't do it. Like you said, the nine common effects. Well, these are common effects of every cold and flu you've ever had. So, but it makes you think because a lot of people have seen this Roe versus Wade thing as like a real victory. Like a lot of Trumpers and a lot of people that are, they, you know, think life is sacred and that abortion is a bad thing and it, this is a good thing this is, that this has happened. Like a bit like Planned Parenthood, they see it as a depopulation tool, and I kind of get that. But at the end of the day, we're still talking about bodily autonomy. Like, right? And if the government or the powers that be take away your right to have an abortion, then what's going to stop them taking your right to refuse a vax? Exactly. What I'm saying is it's just another step towards them having full control over your bodily autonomy, deciding what's best for you and you not getting a say in it. You know, they might not give a shit as far as their eventual plan as well, because in the future they're thinking, well, we're just going to grow babies in artificial wombs anyway. So this this will be like a mute point in, yeah, in the future because ma- yeah, won't you won't happen. be getting pregnant unless we approve you... Uh, you know, giving us your eggs and sperm and us growing the baby for you. Because, by the way, you won't be able to grow it in your body because of your wrecked immune system from all the mRNA you've been having. So maybe they're looking so far into the future that they're thinking... Yeah, you might see this as a little victory now, but far down our plan, this is not even going to matter because you're not going to be able to get pregnant the natural way. Yeah. You will have to apply for a baby like you apply for a mortgage, and 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 they look at you and go, like look at you on paper and go, well, your income's not enough for you to have a child or a second child, yeah. or or we're looking at your health data here and your family history. I mean, cancer runs in your family. Alzheimer's, all these nasty diseases. I'm not sure how many children you want to possibly get cancer later in life and spread that gene on to other people. I mean, if anything, we should just nip your family tree like that we can't have this in the gene pool. Again, straight into eugenics and the sort of stuff that the Nazis were pushing, we don't want these people in the gene pool. Because they weren't just getting rid of Jews, were they? They, they wanted no. to wipe out all the disabled and anyone they didn't see as like... In the iron the, race. Yeah, the iron race, the master race. Like, And straight away, you're just thinking, bloody hell, that's where this leads. Because they're yeah. just going to... If you have to apply to have a child, then what are they going to be looking at? They're going to be looking at your health data, your income. All these things that we talk about with the social credit score system will be analysed and looked at to give you the rubber stamp on whether you can have a baby or not. And if you don't get that rubber stamp, you won't care anyway because you'll be living in a brave new world and you'll just take shitloads of summer to get over it. Yeah, or... (laughs) Just drug you up instead. Or recently, I've seen a number of articles talking about virtual babies in the metaverse and how in the future people that can't have children or don't want children well it won't matter because they can just raise a, a virtual baby in the metaverse and it's a lot less hassle and money and It makes sense. A virtual baby. I swear we had those in the 90s. They were called Tamagotchi. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you really going to let a virtual baby wake you up in the middle of the night or change its shitty dark... You know, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, I mean, if my Tamagotchi woke me up at 4am saying it wanted me to take it out for a walk, I'd tell it to get fucked. (laughs) you throw it across the room. Try doing that with an actual baby. You're going to get arrested. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Elmo! So another thing that they're trying to scare us with in the UK, and we talked about monkeypox, SADS, uh, polio is apparently back. Polio has been detected in UK sewage, and experts are concerned about a future polio outbreak. Apparently, yeah, traces of the virus have been detected in routine sewage surveillance in the United Kingdom, and health officials say the virus identified is vaccine-derived oh. typically routine sewage surveillance detects polio virus a couple of times a year but between february and may health officials detected several sewage samples with polio virus the virus has since evolved health authorities say there have been no serious cases of illness but suspect there has been community transmission among kids in north and east london again aimed at the kids Health authorities say that most of the UK population will be protected against polio virus through vaccinations they receive in childhood. So yeah. they're telling you not to worry, but they're still repeat, they're still reporting on it. It's still another thing that they're putting out there. Oh yeah, and polio is back as well. You know, another possible contestant on disease X. What's coming next? It's not really got a chance, it's like the one on X Factor where, you know. He's, yeah. not win it, he's not gonna Polio's like the honey G. <laughs> it's like a commodity for a little while watching it up there on the stage, but you know, polio's never really get into the last yeah. three. It says children under five who live near London will soon be invited to get vaccinated against polio. So pushing more jabs yet again. Mm-hmm. The vaccine is designed to mimic natural polio virus, which is shed via the faecal route. Mm-hmm. An infectious disease expert and senior scholar at the Johns Hopkins University, I uh, them again, told Healthline, according uh, to them, this is one of the touted benefits of the OPV. The faecal shedding can ultimately immunise people who are not vaccinated and help protect communities. That's so that. hang on, I'm, how am I getting my protection through the smearing of other people's faecal matter on myself? Kind of reminds me of the South Park where they're like putting other people's turds up their bums. Do you remember? (laughs) There isn't a risk of the virus spreading through wastewater systems, according to Newman. Still, transmission can occur if an unvaccinated person is exposed to the stall or respiratory droplets of a person with polio. Yeah, well, not only is that gross, but at the same time, we're still talking about a majority of people are vaccinated against polio, you know, in the first two years of their life, aren't they, when they're born? But it's just yet another thing that they're trying to scare us with. And it doesn't just end with polio either. There's something that they're actually calling disease X. This isn't a joke. This yeah. is something that numerous newspapers have run with. What is disease X? Well, according to the Sun newspaper, that's right, people. The pinnacle of (laughs) newspaper reading. The next COVID is new disease X, and it could arrive in Britain any day as expert warns of signs of major outbreak on the horizon. So there's a a diagram here, like a map. They love their maps. The, The country's in red yet again. We were saying it looks a little bit like Dad's Army. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler? The arrows all just pouring to the United Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, like West Africa, the Congo, Crimea, like southern China and Hong Kong, and all these arrows, these orange arrows all pointing towards a little blue United Kingdom. Dear old Blighty, we're in trouble again, aren't we? Yeah, like like they're all coming for us. And then around the, the map, it's got like bird flu, Lassa fever, monkey pox, all heading for our little island. And Britain could be hit by a new killer disease any day as there are signs of a major outbreak on the horizon. Professor Mark Woolhouse, a professor of infectious disease epidemiology at the University of Edinburgh, believes disease X is just round the corner. OK. And disease X is it, that's just a place name that they're giving a major outbreak that they're convinced is going to happen. I can't tell you what. In fact, it's a wall house. Like I'll pull the wall over your eyes. <laughs> I've been put up to this by Dr. Fauci and Ted Ross. Yeah, it says here the threat of unknown viruses that can be transmitted to humans and potentially cause widespread ep- epidemics is known as Disease X by the WHO. The threat. So what? The threat of unknown viruses. So that's something we don't even know about. Yeah. That's a threat. And and. It, And it makes you realise that they're kind of on the same page as us. They're telling us, just like you, we know there's a pandemic too coming, but we don't really know what it is going to be yet. We might run with COVID again. It might be one of these other diseases. We're kind of test bedding, you know, everything at the moment. Think of it like a... Like an X-Factor competition. Yeah. Disease X. Yeah. yeah, that's what we call it. We don't know what it's going to be yet. Just like you don't know who's going to win X-Factor, but someone's going to have the X-Factor. Someone's going to win it. We just have to wait and see. For the moment, we we'll just call it Disease X. And this isn't just in the sun. This is like, I've got countless links here to all other newspapers that all ran this story at exactly the same time, all calling it Disease X. Like they've been given the same information fed to them. right. We're running with this now. Put this out into the world. Last year, The the Who warned the next pandemic could be on the scale of the Black Death. Oh, they'd like that. Yeah, I got all the ideas. Which killed an estimated 75 million people. This comes as polio has been found in sewage treatment works in London. Could polio be disease X? There we are throwing it out again. And there is some evidence of transmission in a small number of people. Could it be monkeypox? Could it be Lassa fever? We don't know. Stay tuned to the next episode of Disease X. UK Health Secretary Agency experts believe a traveller, likely from Pakistan, Afghanistan or Nigeria, shed the virus in their stools after being given the oral polio inoculation but the bug has now spread to others after mutating with the same strain being repeatedly detected in sewage samples. And in the UK, there's also been cases of bird flu, Lassa fever, Crimean Congo fever, and monkeypox this year. Professor, I'll pull the wool over your eyes house. (laughs) Believes these these infections are a sign of what is to come. He told the Telegraph there's a name for what we're seeing at the moment in the UK and elsewhere. It's called chatter. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of chatter. Yeah, a lot of BS going out there, definitely. Yeah, a lot of BS being spoken about in terms of what's going to be the next Disease X pandemic, too. No, one's, no one knows, not even the people behind it. <laughs> we're still think tanking it at the moment, so we're just going to quit Disease X. So we happening. haven't got the new name for monkeypox just yet, and well, when we have got the name, we'll come back to you. Apparently, it's a, it's a term anti terrorists use to describe the small events that might signify something more major on the horizon, disease X. Infectious diseases work in much the same way. Scientists believe the next pandemic is likely caused by zoonotic diseases, which infections jump from animals to humans. Oh, like we had that story with the bat and the wet market for the old... oh, the monkeypox. Yeah, sounds familiar. Well, it said out of the 1.67 million viruses on the planet, up to 827,000 of them could have the ability to affect people from animals, according to the Eco Health Alliance. And as the human population swells and moves further into animal habitats, the risk of the transmission of diseases to humans grows. It's overpopulation. We're getting so overpopulated. We're getting closer and closer to the jungles, to where animals live. There's so many of us now. We're often told of how we're the ones that are like collapsing their habitat and their ecosystems, but now we're being told, by the way, these little critters have got a way of fighting back. It's called viruses. Says here the nightmare scenario is one of these new diseases or a strain of an older one that emerges that is both highly contagious and highly deadly, allowing it to spread quickly and kill millions before the world can take action. Oh, I've seen that film. It's called Outbreak. Professor Walhouse continues, the early 21st century has been a perfect storm for emerging infectious diseases and everything is pointing towards the likelihood of more and more outbreaks. All the drivers of outbreaks are in fact getting worse, not better over time. Brits are currently being urged to check their vaccine records to see if they have been jabbed against polio to Could something else to be afraid of with polio and we have another contestant in the disease X factor which is marburg which is something that we've spoke about in previous episodes quite a few times and yeah apparently marburg is back also it even mentions it on the gavi website which says the next pandemic marburg question mark a deadly cousin of Ebola marburg can kill 9 out of 10 people so this really is like outbreak and international travel has taken it from Africa to Europe twice in the past 40 years, will increasing globalization make this virus more likely to erupt around the world. Who says, considering it only traveled twice in 40 years? I mean, that like sounds to me like a hermit disease It doesn't like going on holiday. I quite like it here in Africa. I mean, I'm not really too interested in international travel. I've got everything I need around me. <laughs> So yeah, just like monkeypox, this is another thing they're trying to scare us with. And it is worth mentioning at this point that Stanley Johnson, Boris Johnson's father, actually wrote a book called the Marburg virus that later got renamed to just the virus. But he wrote a book predicting that, oh, in the future, there's gonna be this thing called the Marburg virus that wipes out similar amount of people to say the Spanish flu. And he's Boris Johnson's dad. I mean, come on, that's weird. Sounds like another sort of Huxley or Orwell sounds like this man speaking to the people that knows of sort of things. And and Stanley Johnson is is a weird guy. Like there's there's a clip of him actually you can watch on YouTube. He's on a TV panel show with uh, Joanna Lumley. It's a bit like, have I got news for you or something? They're reading out these news headlines. Yeah. And there's a bit where she reads out this headline and, and it's a gas explosion tears through Russian bioweapons lab containing smallpox, Ebola and HIV virus sparking major emergency. Before she's even finished, Stanley Johnson buzzes in and says, well, I think that's an absolutely wonderful piece of news because as an environmentalist I say to myself the, the best possible news would be some mega emergency in which we got rid of huge chunks of the human race. And the audience bursts out laughing because it's such an outrageous thing to say but that's what this guy really thinks. That's yeah. how these elites really think. You, you worthless useless eaters we're going to be better off without all you lot. Yeah that's how they 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 see us. And, you know, he's not talking about him and his family. He's talking about you. Yeah. And it's kind of like an Agent Smith view of the world. You know, in the first Matrix movie where Agent Smith is comparing humanity you to... It's a virus. A virus. Yeah, exactly. That's how they see us. They, they, they see us as like, like parasites and as a species below them that they have the right to cull or exterminate at their will. And you know it's not a coincidence that they keep blaming things like Marburg or tropical diseases on overpopulation. And why they're obsessed with the population, they want to keep our numbers down. They 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 see us as as parasitic. Well, they always coincide with the organisations then, like Gavi, that are probably paid for by a lot of these technocratic billionaires to further the fuel of things like a Marburg virus. Yeah, that would come into play and actually possibly could kill nine in ten people. I mean, if that did happen, it would be devastating. But at the same time, you know that's not what's going to happen. It's whatever they can just labour the fallout of the jabbing system on. And and in in this clip Stanley Johnson Boris's dad has got this like red jacket on that he always wears and I I've, I've seen these other clips of him with the uh, extinction rebellion protesters and he's wearing his like red outfit I mean it, it, the guy looks like a satanist to me he's got a red jumper a red jacket he's got the extinction rebellion badge the little time symbol the the doomsday symbol and it couldn't look more satanic these these photos of him with these people that I think are called um, the red women, like the, the, the red rebels, all these women dressed up in these white makeup and these like red shawls. And he's there with these like prayer beads and stuff. The, the photos look mental, like t- to the point that when I looked them up, the first thing that come up on the internet was uh, a kind of disinformation site saying, these photos are not, san- are, are not satanic. That's how satanic they look. Mm. The first article was, one telling me, it's not so it, honest. But he's a very dodgy character, this, this guy, like very weird. But I, I was glad to see when this did happen because it was at the G7 meeting in Cornwall. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they were doing it um, at a beach and there was a young lad there that obviously thought, fuck this for a laugh, a bit like when Jarvis Cocker got up on stage and mooned. Michael Jackson, this kid just run up, tackled one of these red rebels it's into the sea water sea. and disrupted the whole scene because he was obviously watching it and going, this is weird. Who are these weirdos doing this shit on my beach? We here at the Schism you lad. Yeah, that, that to me is a perfect representation of humanity just going, "Ah, uh, actually, no, how about fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> but Boris Johnson, I mean... Just like his dad, he, he said some outrageous things during his time as Prime Minister and Mayor of London, and, and now his reign has come to an end and he's yeah. finally stood down. But here's just some of the things that Boris has said during um, his his time well, in this is, this politics. Is, it's Stanley's boy, and the apple never falls that far from the tree. Yeah, right. He um, He's once described the poorest 20% of society as being made up of chavs, losers, burglars and drug addicts. Well, I don't know about a couple of the middle ones, <laughs> but... <laughs> That was in an opinion piece for the Daily Telegraph in 2005. He's also um, cut some flack for criticising single mothers and their ill-raised, ignorant, aggressive and illegitimate children. Ouch. That's a 1920s burn for you. You didn't have a ring on it. You didn't have a ring on it. He's also called working class men likely to be drunk, criminal, aimless, feckless and hopeless. (laughs) Dear Boris Johnson, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy, like, it's the same level of disdain as his father Stanley has for yeah, it's no the general masses, humanity well, in general. If these people have grown up in a family or society where they've gone to these ultra-posh schools and they've lived in these big old Victorian houses down in Belgravia, they've had servants bring them food and stuff. I mean, they're not you. Yeah. And and he's, he's said some outrageous stuff. I mean he called like Muslim women wearing burqa's no, um, letter boxes. Letterboxes. Oh mate. They look like letterboxes. I mean, outrageous. There's just like no end to the sort of things that this, this guy said. How he got elected, I do not know. But yeah, it's you know, it's great that he's gone, but it begs a question, who will replace Boris Johnson? We don't know yet. Maybe we know even by the time this episode is out, but One thing we can say for sure is it will be another World Economic Forum puppet that will bring in the next phase of the Great Reset and the agenda with Pandemic 2 that should rear its ugly head in the near future. Well, it'll be someone who's been in close contact with Klaus Schwab. Who's been talking to Klaus recently? Had his, had his ear. That's going to be the next British yeah, Prime Minister. Probably someone that's gone to Klaus Schwab's School for Young Leaders or I guarantee is either on the Trilateral Commission or the World Economic Forum You know, list of attendees. These, these people would yeah. just be puppets, just the same. It won't be any different to when Matt Hancock resigned and then Savage Javid took his place. Yeah, and now obviously Savage Javid's out the door as well. Right, and, and then you suddenly realise these people, they just play their little part in moving the agenda forward and then when things get a little bit too heated they can exit out the door, but we can make it for something frivolous. Like, with Matt Hancock, it wasn't the fact that he helped mass murder old people with Mm -hmm. midazolam in the manufactured first wave. No, we'd get him out of office on, you know, we'd we'd get him out on something frivolous like this CCTV footage of him having an affair. Yeah. And then with Boris, it's like party gate, because him and the Tories threw these parties during the lockdown restrictions. That's the reason he's going. Well, it's like the small victory that the people think they got, because the people that obviously don't like the Conservatives, not that I'm saying I do, I mean, I'm not politically learned in any way, way or form, um, but, you know, there'll be people out there who'll be singing the praises. Oh, we got Boris out, yay! Yeah. We got him for his crimes for what he did, well... Okay, yeah, he made you do lockdowns and stuff and told you to, but you didn't have to do all that. And the scandals just come and go with the people. And then new people, you know, they they kind of skulk off into the shadows and then new people come in and it almost like starts from zero again. Right, what's this next guy going to be like? And then, you know, the time will go on and then by the time they're sort of sick of that person and demanding, he should go, whatever, right, new person in and... Just like a play, like a theatre play, they go off and someone else comes in from the wings and replaces them and it's gonna take people a while to build up that same level of hatred and distrust for this new person that serves the same system so he's just gonna be the same bad egg as the last Bozo that was in, or Bojo in the case of Boris. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing is really gonna change. Basically, you don't have to be on Sesame Street to be just another puppet of the system. Isn't that right, Elmore? Elmo. Helmo? I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Schism. We've got plenty more episodes on the way. In the meantime, follow us on our Instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies.